Welcome to the Complete Joy Podcast, where I, Blair Marmoreal, share happiness and joy through a realistic approach with a faith-based outlook on life. I am truly so happy you're here. Let's jump into it and make the most joy we can for you and your future. Here we go. Hello and welcome back to the Complete Joy Podcast. I hope that your week is off to a wonderful start and I hope that this week ahead is going to be a blessed week for you. So this week's episode is episode number seven and the topic is what does it mean to say I'm a Christian? I think this is kind of like a big topic. I think it's always kind of been a big topic and I think not only do some people ask the question but I think they wonder and think about that question a lot and I think there are a lot of people that that are in this like mediocre boat that kind of goes back and forth. They feel like they believe in God and then, you know, maybe they don't have full faith in him or maybe they just think, um, you know, he's there, but like, how do I sense him? How do I wrap and revolve my life around him? And I think a lot of people are really caught up on the fact that they think that true Christians are people that are faithful and strict churchgoers. And so if we think about ourselves and we think about the true Christian community, we know that to be a Christian, you do not have to be a strict and faithful churchgoer. Now, there is a lot of benefit and importance of attending church and being part of a church community. And I think that would be like a whole nother episode. That would be a wonderful episode to have on its own. Um, But it's not the sole foundation that establishes us as being a Christian or not. And I think a lot of people put pressure on themselves about that. And I think that they think there's this group of people that go to church and they look down on people that don't make it to church every week. Or they look down on people that just go to church during you know, certain seasons such as Easter and the Christmas season. And that's just not true. And I think if we opened the door and allowed, you know, some more information to be spread and to just kind of, you know, share eye-opening scenarios and like true realistic life with people that think you have to be like part of the church community, you have to go every weekend, maybe you have to go multiple times a week, and that's what makes you a Christian. And that's just not true. And so I have some verses that I feel, and I this is just a small list of many, many verses that can prove what a Christian is. Because if we think about the Bible, and it talks about the, the Lord's Word, God's Word, really, if we live by God's word and we're dedicated to live by what God has given us, spreading his word, loving him, putting him first always, that is what makes us a Christian. That is what makes us a person that is following the path that God has planned and given us. So I like these verses, um, but it's not and end all this. There's so much more out there. So if you want to um, use your Bible or a Bible app, or if you just want to listen and take in some of this information as a refresher or something new, whoever you may be and whoever, you, whatever reason you may be listening, I'm so glad you're here and let's jump into it. So we're going to start with Acts 26:28, and it says, 
Paul is embracing and expressing his trust with his life and all he is showing that is in the Lord's hands. So I put that to begin with because I kind of wanted to give like a little summary before I go into the verse itself. So just kind of to gain an understanding, Paul is embracing and expressing his trust with his life and all he is showing that is in the Lord's hands. And it says, And Agrippa said to Paul, In a short time, would you persuade me to be a Christian? And Paul said, Whether short or long, I would to God that not only you, but also all who hear me this day might become such as I am. And so it goes on to talking a little bit how, you know, Paul wouldn't wish the chains that he has in that present moment on anybody else, but he would live out his life in hopes that they would have the blessing to know that God is in their life. God is their protector. God is the one who leads them, who saves them, who keeps them going. God is their strength, right? And we, and we, we know that. And I think that's one of the things that we really need to continue to share with people and uplift people with. And so then we're going to go next into 1 Peter 4. Um, so I brought 1 Peter 4 up on my tablet. And it starts out by kind of just describing a way in which we live for God. Um, but then if I jump down, I'm going to start in verse and it says, Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice in as much as you participate, participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed for the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. If you suffer, it should not be as a murderer or thief or any other kind of criminal or even as a meddler. However, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but praise God that you bear that name. For it is time for judgment to begin with God's household. If I judge, uh, I'm sorry, if I jump back up to verse 7 and actually, yeah, we'll start at verse 7. It says, the end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. So again, that's First Paul 4 verse 8. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength of God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. So really, you know, going into verses 7 through 11, it is like piece by piece telling us how we can live for God, how we can stand by God in faith in the life he's created for us. And that is the heart, like, the heart of what being a Christian is. And one of the most popular words in this, in these few verses, um, and 
throughout the whole Bible and is one thing that we really, really, really should always do if we want to be a good, faithful Christian, and that is love. Love no matter what what situation we're in and where it may go, find a way to love because God wants us to love one another as he has loved us. So First Peter 4 has a ton of great things that really just come out and share ways that we can live a faithful Christian life. The next thing that we're going to go to is 1 Corinthians 10, 23 through 26. And it says, All things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. Let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbors. If we jump next to 1 Corinthians 10, 31, it says, Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do in the glory of God. Whatever we do in this life, in our gift, in what God leads us to do on our path, we should be doing it to please God. We should be doing it in the way and purpose that he calls us to. And again, I love um, either like 25 or 26, because I just have it written down here, but it says, let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbors. One of the biggest things as a faithful Christian is putting others before ourselves. Of course, there's a lot of times we need to make sure our cup is full to be able to pour out to others. And that's a whole different thing that I'm talking about. But when we go out to spread God's word, to do God's purpose that he has given us to do, one of the number one things we should be doing is to be giving and doing good to our neighbors, to be loving our neighbors as he has loved us, to be putting other people before ourselves because that's what he did for us. That's one of the biggest things he did when he died on the cross for us. The next one we're going to is 1 Corinthians 13, 13. This is a very popular verse and it says, so now faith Hope and love abide, but the greatest of these is love, proving again that being a faithful and true Christian, you do not have to go to church every Sunday. You don't have to put that pressure on yourself, especially if your life does not allow it right now to go to church every Sunday. Everybody's life looks different, and God has a plan and a purpose that is a completely different looking path for everybody. But if you can be someone that goes out and chooses to love others, then you are choosing to walk in the faith and path of being a Christian. The next verses, I almost like I took the verse, but I kind of took the most important aspect or synopsis of the verse. So I'm going to go through these a little bit quicker. But again, I will say them. And if you want to listen or you want to keep following along, either way is good. So Amos 5.4 says, Seek me and live. Proverbs 3.5-6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Proverbs 19.23 says, The fear of the Lord leads to life, and whoever has it rest. And I want to clarify, 
Back when I really started getting into understanding God's Word and the Bible, when I saw this all over the Bible, the fear of the Lord, it is not literal, like literal fear, like being scared, but it's being like in awe and wonder and like, wow, like this is the Lord. This is the, this is who is my strength. This is who has given me life. I am going to live my life following the Lord. So that's like kind of a better aspect of what the fear of the Lord means for anybody that has ever been confused like I was when I first, you know, tried to start understanding God's word more. So again, Proverbs 19.23, the fear of the Lord leads to life in whoever has it rests. The next one is 1 John 2.15 and 17. Do not love the world or the things in the world, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. Whoever does the will of God abides forever. Isaiah 6, 8 says, The Lord states he wants us to serve him and not self. I hope I'm pronouncing this right. In my head when I say it, I feel like I am, but I think you'll know what I'm talking about. Habakkuk. Habakkuk, it's one of the books towards the end of the Bible. Habakkuk 3.19 says, God the Lord is my strength. It makes my feet like the deer's. He makes me tread high places. So taking in everything we've talked about, the Lord wants us to abide him and follow him. The Lord wants us, God wants us to depend on him for strength, to depend on him to walk through this life that he has given us. The Lord wants us to be so good to other people that we put them before ourselves. The Lord wants us to be humble, kind, gracious, and loving. The Lord wants us to go out and spread his word so that more people come and follow him and more people are saved. The Lord wants us to just go out and have the mindset to do good and be good for people. And if you think about your life today and where you're at, are you somebody that goes out into the world every day and tries to do the best they can, the best for the people that they're around, the best for their community, the best for their family, the best for their friends? Do you love people? even through things that are hard, even when there's disagreements, even when somebody doesn't think the same as you? Can you find a place to love them for just being a person that matters and has a purpose in this life? Can you go out and depend on God for your strength that day, no matter what you're going through? Can you praise God for all the good in your life? And can you praise God for being there when things are just not going your way? Because you know he has a plan. He has a plan for each and every one of us. Can you depend on that and believe in that? Can you trust him enough to lead you even when you can't see the end? Do you have enough faith? Because faith is believing in things that are not seen. Faith is truly being able to believe in what is not seen and trusting in that enough to get through your day, to get through your week, to get through any aspect of your life. And if you're not quite there and you want to be, you most certainly can be because God has equipped us all to do these things. It takes time and we none of us are perfect and we can all build on it. 
Can you see yourself as some of these things? Or can you see yourself working hard to do these things better, to be better at these things? These things, living by God in all aspects of your life and being a good person, that's what a Christian is. It's not solely, and it's quite frankly, very little about going to church strictly and faithfully every Sunday. It's about the person you are and the person that you go about in this world as and the person that you are to others. Can you be a good person that is loving, kind, humble, faithful, and trust in the Lord with all your life? I hope that this episode helps you today, helps you this week, and helps you always. I hope that you keep this in your mind and realize that you are a good person, you have a purpose in this world, and that's all God wants you to realize. Have a wonderful week, and I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Complete Joy Podcast. Come back next time for more joy and how to approach joy in your everyday life. Have a wonderful day. You deserve it.